You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit corin.com. Welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi iwame ni sakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Yuichiro Murai, the 29th generation of Koji Asanzaemon based in Eiji Prefecture, Japan. Koji, which is also called the national mold of Japan, has been used to make a majority of anything delicious in Japanese cuisine, such as miso, soy sauce, sake, and shochu. In the last decades or so, koji has become a culinary keyword, especially among the forward-minded top chefs like René Recepi of Noma in Denmark and René Andrea in Spain. Neutral's family has been selling koji products since 1390. His company's lab has 3,000 types of koji, and he and his team select the right one for each of their clients based on their knowledge and experience accumulated over the six centuries. So today, we'll discuss how Japanese and other Asian countries use koji differently, different forms of koji, and how they are used, how we can use koji in our own kitchen, novel applications of koji beyond tradition, and much, much more. But before we start, Japanese is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write to our review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Yuichiro Murai. Hello, Yuichiro. Welcome to the show. Hello. So, welcome. And uh, thank you for staying up so late. I mean, actually, early in the morning in Japan. So, uh, first of all, to get to know you, uh, where are you from? And what did you eat when you grew up? Oh, uh, my name is Yuji Ramurai. Uh, I grew up in Tohashi City, Aichi Prefecture. Uh, the city located in center of Japan. Uh, our family didn't have a particular food ideology. Um, I ate mother's home cooking dinner and also I ate McDonald's hamburgers. I think um, I grew up with a normal food culture family. Mm, right. Yeah, and just to uh, uh, listeners who have never been to Aichi Prefecture, uh, it's famous for a very particular style of miso and soy sauce, and it's just the king of fermentation. So you, so you're a very lucky one. So, and then uh, you were born into a special family that has a long history of dealing with koji for over six centuries. So did you grow up knowing that you would succeed to the family business? Yes, uh, uh, I don't feel that uh, I made a strong decision to succeed in family business. And when I was growing up, 
It came naturally to me that I would succeed with the family business in the future.、Uh, for example,、uh, just as elementary school students became junior high school students, and junior high school students became high school students, so、um, I feel、uh, very, naturally, very naturally to me that、um, I would succeed with the family business. Mm. Mm. Right. Well, I never grew up in a, such a you know, special family. <laughs> so, probably sounds like it's a gradual preparation in your mind. Okay. And、uh, so, and after graduating from college in Japan, you went to the Thunderbird School Business, a global management、uh, a business school in Arizona to earn an MBA. So, why did you choose to study abroad? And did you expect that a course would be? Uh, so globally popular and、uh, like we see now? I wanted to study abroad,、uh, and also、uh, my parents strongly encouraged me to study abroad.、Uh, but、uh, when I studied abroad,、uh, that time、uh, I was、um, 20. Years old, and so、um, I was still a student and didn't have understood, did not have understood、um, my family business not so deeply. The reason why I chose Sandabad was that my scores on the GMAT and TOEFL were not so high enough for the top schools, but Sandabad and Thunderbird has many,、uh, family many successors to family business from all over the world.、Uh, to be honest,、um, I had、uh, not so strong motivation that because my parents were paying for my tuition and、uh, I had the opportunity in front of me. So, Mm, I might as well study abroad.、Mm, right. I didn't know that Thunderbird had the kind of family business oriented、um, culture. So that's good to know.、Um, okay. And so let's talk about Koji. So, first of all, for listeners who are not familiar with Koji, what exactly is Koji? Koji is a kind of product、uh, made by Growing koji mold、uh, on grains such as rice, wheat, or beans. And it is used in the production of traditional Japanese fermented foods such as miso, soy sauce, sake, and shochu.、Mm. In the、uh, production process of ferment Japanese fermentation foods, Uh, the main role of koji is to provide enzymes for fermentation.、Mm, right, so it's a mold, and、uh, that's basically that's kind of、uh, 
intermediate to produce uh, anything more. The fermentation is basically uh, converting starch, uh, the sugar to starch and the starch to uh, alcohol CO2. So that's the basic fermentation and the koji is such an important role because I heard it, the koji produces a lot of many different kinds of enzymes. So that's why um, Japanese fermentation is so dominant in Japan about anything delicious. So, uh, so uh, for example, uh, it is said that koji uh, koji uh, produce uh, more than three thousand kind of enzymes. And for example, amidaze and protease. Uh, Mm, right. And uh, uh, what I also heard, these different kind of enzymes interact and then diversity creates that kind of a very complicated umami. That's why um, I'm biased, but that's why Japanese fermented food is so yes. delicious. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, so koji originally came from China sometime around uh, 300 BC, I heard. But uh, it became a very unique ingredient to produce traditional Japanese foods. So what is the difference between Japanese koji and the original Chinese mold? Japanese koji and Chinese koji are completely very, very completely different. So um, I talk about uh, both and Japanese and Chinese koji have the uh, same role as enzyme produced enzyme maker and provider for fermentation. Uh, however, the shape of koji and the microorganisms used in koji are different. Uh, Japanese type koji is called uh, bara koji. Bara means broken into small pieces. Uh, in other words, uh, the microorganisms grow on each grain of rice uh, remain in pieces. And when uh, each grain of rice is in pieces, uh, it is uh, very easier for air oxygen to pass through. Mm. Therefore, uh, it is thought that koji mold and uh, it's thought um, oxygen loving microorganisms uh, has grown on bara koji, and that microorganism uh, is koji mold. Uh, in contrast, um, Chinese koji is called mochi koji. Mochi meaning rice cake. Uh, the air and air and oxygen uh, cannot enter the koji. So microorganisms used in Chinese koji is um, anaerobic bacteria. Uh, for example, uh, kumonos mold. Uh, right. So the yeah, kumonos mold sounds like a spider web mold. Spider web. So, uh, right. So basically, Japanese koji, uh, uh, bara koji, likes oxygen, and Chinese koji doesn't like oxygen. So it can be completely different results because it attracts different kinds of other bacteria to grow with it. So... It's just, it came from the same place, but then because of the history and the method, 
each country developed, Japanese koji, but koji is very different, which loves oxygen, and Chinese koji um, doesn't like more oxygen. So, yeah, so there's a different, like, people say Asian countries use koji, but we really should know um, Japanese koji and other countries' koji. Each country has different way to develop uh, how to use the koji mold, right? Okay, so, so when we say koji, we tend to mix up different forms of koji. So one is called, this kind of getting a bit geeky, but one is tane koji, and the other one is generally called koji. So what is the difference between the two? Uh, tane koji uh, is the raw material used to make koji. Uh, tane, uh, means tane means seed in Japanese word. Koji mold uh, spreaded on grains at the seeds to make koji uh, called tane koji. Uh, to use, uh, I use uh, another analogy. Uh, koji is bread, uh, and tane koji is yeast added to it. And uh, in addition, uh, I talk about uh, koji. Um, koji is seasoning uh, made by mixing koji and salt. Uh, if we compare this to something else, uh, if uh, koji is vinegar, then koji is dressing. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, actually, yeah, shiokoji, uh, we're going to dig into that later in um, deeper. But um, yeah, so tanekoji uh, is, you know, when you see a picture of Japanese sake brewery at the brewing room, uh, the toji, uh, they sprinkle something over the rice, steamed rice. That's the tanekoji, right? It's just the seeds, seed koji. And uh, usually when you... I mean, if you have brewery or something, uh, it's another step. But um, koji is just the seed koji is just too powdery. Usually it's sold uh, already grown on grains. So that's why it's kind of processed. So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting way to say the koji uh, seed is yeast still like before processed. And the koji you hear often is a bread. And the shokoji is something else, even more processed. So it's a confusing word, but if you want to try, uh, listeners, to get to know koji, it's just a, a very important distinction. Tanekoji, koji. So, all right. So so what kinds of ingredients can tanekoji grow on before it becomes koji? And so I know koji is often fermented with grains such as rice, barley, and soybeans to make products. But what does koji need to grow and, and propagate? Uh, when we make seed koji, uh, we incubate it on rice. Uh, so uh, we use uh, rice as culture. Uh, but uh, I have heard that uh, some other seed koji, tane koji makers uh, use meat. Um, as culture, um, for koji 
mold to multiply and they need oxygen, uh, moisture, and uh, carbon hydrates and minerals. Uh, mineral carbohydrates and minerals uh, is uh, used as nutrients for koji. Mm. And um, the uh, environmental temperature uh, also affects the um, growth of koji. Right. Yeah, so that's why typically when the sake is made, being made, the temperature control, moisture control is very important to yes. have the healthy growth of koji seeds. So, yeah, interesting. So as far as it's a uh, starch, um, the protein for the koji seeds to land on like rice or barley, then it can grow, but you can't kill them because the moisture and temperature have to be very accurate to grow them. So, okay. Um, well, this sounds very difficult, and that's why your business has been so uh, long-lasting for over centuries. <laughs> but uh, so, so there are main, mainly three types of koji in Japan, namely uh, yellow, black, and white koji. So what are the differences between them? Okay. Um... Yellow koji is mainly used to make miso, soy sauce, um, and sake. And um, yellow koji uh, is named yellow, but uh, it seems to be uh, green. Um, so, and black and white koji are used in the Production of shochu and amori, specialties of Kyushu and Okinawa regions in southern Japan. And mm-hmm. So, by the way, uh, we had a special guest uh, uh, last week uh, talking about awamori. So, mm. ah, okay. yeah, Mori Studley. Yeah, so it's a, so, it's a great so point. Awamori is a, a kind of spirits made in Kyushu and Okinawa. So, right. and, and white koji for shochu and amori is named shiro. Uh, it means whiter than black koji. Uh, white koji is uh, actually uh, their color, that color is brown. And um, so, uh, and white koji is <laughs> um, albino. Albino variety of black koji. Mm. Mm. Um, and white koji is found um, in 100 years ago. Um, so the history of shiro koji is not so long. Mm. Mm. And um, the, I talk about uh, Biological difference of black and white koji or yellow koji. Uh, the characteristic of uh, white and black koji 
it's uh, making uh, stric acid or uh, so, and yellow koji doesn't create uh, stric acid black and white koji can create it. Uh, the reason for producing acid uh, is uh, to prevent shochi from spoiling uh, during production uh, because uh, shochi and armory, shochi and armory is uh, made in southern Japan. So the climate is very hot. Mm. So uh, to control pH uh, for acid side uh, is uh, needed. Mm. So and recently, uh, some miso and sake brewers. Uh, uh, miso and sake brewers uh, are interested in the ability of black and white koji to produce acid uh, and try to use uh, black and white koji in the production of miso and sake. Mm, interesting. Well, it makes sense, right? Because uh, Kyushu is really hot and humid. Yes. And you mm. need to kill extra germs that you don't need in the heat. So that's why you need a black and uh, the albino, uh, white, white koji. And what I heard is uh, white koji became, even if it's uh, 100 years old only, uh, people like white koji because uh, I heard of black koji, if you use them, your distillery wall and your outfit and everything gets a powdery, you know, black and you kind of get darker. So it's kind of messy. So that's why people started to use white koji because it's cleaner and <laughs> easy to take care of. Um, yeah. And actually, you mentioned, you know, some sake brewers started to use um, black and white koji. And I tasted white koji, Japanese sake, which usually is only made with yellow koji. But um, it was very clean and more citrusy and refreshing. So... That's interesting. You can just now, um, we understand this whole chemistry of different koji and seems like we can find more interesting products, like more refreshing sake because of white koji. Right. Okay. So, uh, and you have very different kinds of clients. So you sell tanekoji sake and shochu brewers and also to fermented food producers like miso and soy sauce makers. And uh, also, you also sell koji to chefs as well, as well as consumers. So let's just discuss them. So first of all, let's talk about your brewer and food manufacturer clients like miso and soy sauce. So I heard that you sell koji along with detailed advice to them. So what kind of advice do you offer to your clients? We concentrate on the high volume clients. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, mm, actually, to say, uh, we charge a separate fee 
Uh, from uh, product of yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> and usually uh, we also explain the characteristic of seed koji, and then we sell it, and we sell tane koji uh, that uh, matches the characteristic uh, of the. Uh, products uh, customers want to make and uh, the no materials uh, they are using and the characteristic of the uh, factory equipment um, and the uh, manufacturing environment. And mm. Right, so well, it's basically, so if I wanted to make miso and then um, I want to have a very sweet type of miso, and then I want to make, uh, say, bali miso, mugi miso. Yes, and then yes. I have a very small uh, factory I just built, and then yes. my environment is very cold. So it's like the different puzzles and you really have to combine, and they're different from somewhere living in Kyushu, and they want to grow koji on rice, and they have a big manufacturing uh, equipment. And you, they want to make a salty one. So that's like completely, so, so. it's like a puzzle. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, we are hearing that uh, client want to make, for example, uh, client want to make uh, white type miso and uh, the volume of uh, one batch making is, for example, uh, 1,000 kilogram. Uh, or uh, um, 100 kilogram, and uh, they want to make uh, um, brown type miso or uh, white type miso at some uh, so um, so and uh, um, we uh, choice uh, that uh, most uh, matching type. Uh, seed coal, seed mm. Mm, Right, that must be based on uh, 29th generation of knowledge. You can't just start the business like tomorrow if I try. So, so yeah, and, that's uh, so, cumulative. And we right. have uh, more than uh, 3,000 uh, kinds of koji molds and mainly use uh, 100 koji molds for said. Mm. Mm. But then if somebody wants to have a more specific one, you have to go into that or portfolio out of 3,000. Right. Yes. And uh, when uh, we provide more uh, in-depth consulting, uh, we generally ask uh, them to share with us the uh, data of temperature and moisture and so on. Uh, measured by uh, their factory their equipment. Mm. Mm. And uh, we look at those data and, uh, we, give, and we give advice for them. Uh, in the past, uh, our staff used to stay uh, overnight stay overnight uh, at the customer's factory and co-work uh, with them. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, in these days, uh, we can consult with uh, by Zoom online from uh, remote locations. So um, I think uh, it has become a convenient. Hmm. Right. And uh, that means that you can have global clients too, because you don't yes. have to go there. <laughs> yes. Right. Wow. Okay. And then I heard that uh, you work with top chefs all over Japan and the world. So how do you chef clients use Koji? Uh, could you give us some examples? Um, I think uh, top chefs are... Uh, very free and open-minded. Uh, their imagination is very amazing. So um, we have a stereotype uh, that koji is made from rice, wheat, or beans. And we tend to think that soybeans is the beans used for fermentation. But um, for example, uh, they use coffee beans to make soy sauce and chickpeas uh, to make miso, corn to make sake, uh, and um, other use uh, and um, and um, they use that uh, we can not uh, imagine. Um, they use their products as their original seasoning uh, as their sources, source. Mm. In fact, um, we are more inspired uh, by their top chefs uh, free thinking and we are we also learning from them. Mm. Mm, right. It's always better for very traditional products to be exposed to something um, very different environment. And it's it's really welcome thing. So I'm glad that you're seeing those things. And uh, yeah, I want to know more about that. Um, so you stay in touch and keep me posted. So uh, we'll take a quick break uh, here. And when we come back, we'll discuss uh, Koji fermented coffee and other products made with Koji. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese ship knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan-Asian to American, and that is why they are located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view the exquisitely designed tableware and the wireless natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services, from repair and rust removal to reshaping and realigning. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table, so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit corin.com. Hi, I would like to make a toast. Imagine yourself setting the table in mouth-watering colors and wares. 
wearing that beautiful apron that flows like a gown, curating a playlist that evokes a loose, limber atmosphere so you can dance while you cook your way into a world of play and mischief, extending a warm welcome to your guests. Dear listeners of Japan Eats, I am Mariana Velázquez, author of Colombiana, the cookbook, and I live by the ritual of the table. And that's why I created a line of hosting wear, Casa Velázquez, as an extension of my life, extolling that sense of home, retiring any critique of the moment and fully embracing your cheeky, imperfect, unbridled self. Come with me to casavelasquez.co and reimagine your hosting essentials so we can set the tone for your table and home. Casa Velasquez is a mutual supporter of Heritage Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese on HRN, Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Aki Kotayama, and my guest today is Yuichiro Murai, the 29th generation of Kojiya Sanzaemon, Kojiya Sanzaemon, based in Aichi Prefecture, Japan. His family has been selling Koji products for the last centuries, uh, since 1390. 1390. Amazing. So, okay, so uh, let's talk more about how we can... Uh, use koji. So for consumers, you have various products that look very easy to use. So one of them I am interested in is Kanso Koji uh, that's on your website. So what is Kanso Koji and how do you use it? Kanso Koji uh, means dried koji. Uh, it used, uh, it used uh, by adding water and um, the uh, up, I think uh, the appropriate amount of water is twenty uh, percent of the dry coach. and the coach uh, used for various purposes such as uh, making amazake and miso. Hmm. And I think uh, it is a little bit difficult for using making. Okay. Mm. Mm. So, but basically, you once you rehydrate dried koji, it gets reactivated, yes. and yes. you can make. Wow, right. So I can do it at home if I if I want to make amazake. That's a sweet sake. <laughs> okay, maybe I should try that. Um, all right, and then. Um, so what is shokoji? We mentioned it earlier, but what is shokoji and how do you use it? That's also available on your website, by the way. Yes. Uh, shokoji is a type of seasoning uh, made by mixing salt and koji. And it is used as sauce or um, marinade for vegetable, uh, fish, um, and meat. Um, and Mm. You can find many recipes of shiokoji uh, on the internet. Um, the most famous recipe site in Japan has more than uh, 30,000 recipes using shiokoji. <laughs> um, even if you don't understand Japanese, uh, but just looking at the pictures is very fun. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Right. I mean, I, I actually purchased a shogoji in a, in a neighborhood Japanese store in New York. And then it's just so foolproof. I just mixed it, left it, and then I marinated a couple uh, 
like chicken or beef. And the next day, it dramatically improves the taste. So it's just the power of koji. It's amazing. Okay, so um, so if I want to challenge myself, uh, can I try to use tanekoji or seed koji at home? And is it very difficult to propagate tanekoji successfully at home? Uh, I think uh, it is very difficult to make seed koji at home. There are only six uh, tanekoji makers in Japan. And if tanekoji is mixed with a small... If uh, tanekoji is mixed with a small amount of the bacteria, uh, not only koji, but also other bacteria will grow together when uh, koji is made. So, therefore, uh, very hygiene environment is required for seed koji production. Uh, we make our seed koji uh, is an control room as clean as a hospital operating room. Mm, so just clean kitchen is not enough, so yes. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. I, okay, and uh, on your Japanese website, I saw that you made uh, koji fermented coffee. So could you tell us why you fermented coffee with koji and also what was the result of the experiment? Uh, Mm, so, uh, uh, that, uh, coffee bean researchers, uh, approached our company, first of all, and it was, first of all, uh, it was a just idea. Uh, mm, and, uh, the result of experiment, uh, coffee brewed with coffee beans growing with koji mold, uh, became uh, less bitter and more sweet tasting. But uh, making koji, making coffee bean koji uh, was very uh, time, uh, very time consuming. Uh, so I think uh, it seems difficult to mass production now. Mm. Right. But, um, well, actually, I, I keep hearing about this uh, idea of fermenting coffee um, with koji because, uh, for example, I heard that the World Barista Championship last year uh, that was held in Milan, Italy, uh, the contestant from Finland showcased koji fermented coffee, and it was well recognized among judges, I heard. And um, I have tasted koji fermented coffee, and it definitely improved quality of the beans compared to the same beans that were not koji fermented. And uh, that, that was an experiment. They intentionally uh, didn't use the high quality coffee. And uh, uh, I tasted it with a um, uh, top uh, trainer at one of those uh, roasters, big roasters. And she said, uh, this koji fermentation can improve the status of coffee farms that are not benefiting, um, you know, have the highest status, like, you know, the market price. And then they're working hard, but they're not recognized. But koji fermentation can really raise the quality of what they make. And, uh, you know, while poverty also involved 
some kind of koji, coffee farms, fair trade, all those issues are really associated with coffee industry, which is huge. So I think koji can really support part of um, the yeah, coffee farms efforts. So yeah, I hope you're going to try again <laughs> to yes. ferment uh, coffee beans with koji. Okay. And so Koji has become a community keyword globally, and there are now quite a few Koji-related communities outside Japan. So how do you predict the future of Koji? So um, as I talked about before, so um, for so um, foreign chefs are very uh, open-minded ideas. So I think uh, great potential they have the great potential um, for future of Koji. Uh, so, and very long term, Koji has been regarded as enzymes producer in production process. Uh, the important purpose of making koji was to produce the target enzymes for making fermentation foods. And in other words, uh, koji was not regarded as a food. Mm. Mm. Concept making uh, koji uh, is uh, providing enzymes. So the concept uh, koji regarded as food uh, is spreading only uh, about 10 years. Um, so um, it is very short history. Um, the um, idea of so the concept of using koji in cooking is just started. Mm. Interesting. Right. When, when I grew up, like I, I knew the word koji, but it was like I didn't pay attention. Nobody paid attention. And then and there's a shiokoji boom, and the Japanese people went crazy. That's why we said like 30,000 recipes on the web. But um, yeah, so I think also, like you said, um, the foreign chefs and uh, foreign foreigners, um, I mean, from you know, any there's so many the craft beer bloom, craft everything. The fermentation became very, very important term in culinary world, and also any food production. So koji is inevitably uh, getting attention. And like you said, it's an ingredient. It's not just a part of something that's been made used to make fermented foods. It's a an ingredient. So yeah, that's an amazing point. I uh, I didn't notice that. So, okay, so sounds like uh, we have a bright future of Koji here. Uh, so what are your plans and dreams? Uh, mm, I would like to expand the market for Koji. Uh, for expanding the market, uh, many people must uh, gather and uh, high value products and service uh, must be provided mm. to attract many people for Koji. Uh, we need to spread the message that Koji is very fun and attractive. Uh, 
and um, for producing uh, high value, uh, I believe that uh, art um, can give us great hits. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and uh, like you said earlier, the only, believe it or not, only six Koji makers, I mean, Koji yes. uh, mm -hmm. providers, which is unthinkable. So you have a big responsibility on your shoulders <laughs> to uh, make Koji uh, more relevant even more than now uh, in the future globally. All right, so can we buy your products outside Japan? Yes. Um... We have sent our products, Tanekoji, to more than 30 countries. At this time, uh, for, due to its uh, situation for situation in Ukraine, uh, the transportation conditions are unsuitable, uh, but um, we have sent our products to more than uh, 30 countries uh, for EU area, um, Northern and Southern America, Asia, and also Oceania. Mm. Mm, right. Okay, that's good news for listeners. Um, and then where can we find your updates online and on social media? And you can give us your website. Uh, sorry, uh, only Japanese social media uh, so i think uh, twitter is very it is a best way to check my updates uh, please use dpl i also use dpl for today's script <laughs> mm. so the uh, i looked up your twitter and this instagram and handles that's koji sanzaimon it's koji k o j i ya y a s a n Z-A-E-M-O-N, Kojiya Sanzaimon. And also the uh, website is also Kojiya Sanzaimon store, and uh, it's in English too. Um, and also Deepo, I, I didn't know this, this is a translation app. And so, um, yeah, you can uh, use a Google Translate and everything. But basically, I really like your website. It's very good uh, source of information. So, and um, yeah. it's a good way for catch up our update information um, is using Twitter is I think the best and Kojiya Sanzaimon's account um, is at mark uh, K-O-J-I-Y-A-S-N-Z-A-E-M-O-N. Sorry, it's a little bit long, um, but uh, please find our accounts on Twitter. Okay. Right, so called yeah, Sanzaimon. Okay, and uh, yeah, I put the link on a website, the uh, show page. Uh, yeah, the Koji Sanzaimon is really a very cool classic Japanese classic style name, so I like your yes. <laughs> name too. Right, all right, so thank you so much for joining us today, Ichiro. Thank you. So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanneeds at heritageradionetwork.org or akikotayama.com. Japanese is a weekly program and is always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Jinnia uh, today is Amen Spenjan, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week.
Spaniards is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.